UFO. They talk about, they talk about this one. There's another one. What is it called? It's, it's when someone's trying to kill. It's like a couple. It's not like a snap or anything. It doesn't come on oxygen. It comes on IDTV, but it's about like a woman, like a wife getting murdered. It's always the wife getting murdered in that episode. These are all murder mystery docs. Like, yeah. It's like a whole TV network dedicated to, it's not like A&E though. You know, A&E has like some shows, but no, mm-hmm. IDTV has nothing but crime shows. And I can watch that shit all day. There's this one show called Evil Lives Here. And people be crazy. Okay. Like, 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 and it's so, I guess as an educator, this is why I always think about stuff like that. Like a lot of times, especially for Evil Lives Here, a lot of times it involves like a family and somebody in the family like snaps after years and years of like horrible treatment. And it's like, you know, I, I cross paths with children every year of my life, like about hundred kids, you know, a year I'm meeting. And I'm thinking, what if one of these kids are going through a situation, like, would I be able to identify it? You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you just never really know, like, even with like sex trafficking, like they talked about that one flight attendant who was able to see that this girl was, was being sex trafficked and she ended up saving her. Like, I would hope that I'm knowledgeable enough that if I see someone in some, like in a distraught state that I could help them. Like, that's crazy to me. Like people, when people are like getting beat at home and they're like, I'm just like, Hey, like that happens. Like there are people in this world that are experiencing mistreatment and like, like no one is there to help. And that breaks my heart. Like, I don't know, man, you know? Hmm. So what is it about those shows that are attractive for women? Yes. I can only speak from my perspective because everyone has their own thing. Like, I feel like all the women who do watch these, these shows, there's a, some type of connection. So like for me, my mother was a parole officer. And so she would just always tell me about like how we always as women need to be safe and protect ourselves because she had parolees that were sex offenders. She had parolees that were child molesters. Like, you know, like she lit, worked in an environment that she was around criminals, like in her office there was you know a jail like there were actual inmates walking around that could like you know clean in her office and all that stuff I think it stems from a little bit of that for me having a connection with my because out of all of my sisters I think me and my mom are really the only ones that like still watch this stuff so I also think like it's a connection with me and my mother because me and her will go back she's like oh did you watch court case this week and I'm just like mm-hmm. no like we also talk about like that's our connection too because like Unlike my older sister and my mom, like I'm not a mom, so I don't have that connection with her. You know, I'm not a Delta. I don't have that connection with her. I also feel like I definitely have that connection with my mother as far as that's some that's our thing. Like that's what we do to have that mother-daughter situation. I mean, yeah, I look like her and all that stuff, but I also think that that's another thing that makes me kind of lean more in to stuff like that. Because again, that's the way of me and my mom having a connection. And then to me, it's also interesting. Like I do actually enjoy watching documentaries. Now, they don't always have to be, you know, about death and someone dying. Mm. But I actually do enjoy true, like really good documentaries that are done really well with a lot of research. Like something attracts me to doc. I don't know if it's because I'm older now, but I can sit and watch things like that all day. And like, and that's another thing to me, like these are somewhat mini documentaries. Like they're talking about an experience in their life that like, was damaging and devastating they have to recount those things and the emotions that these people go through I'm like 
how can they re-talk about them? Sometimes it's, it's, it's hard for them. Like some people have to take breaks. It's just, it's interesting to see the different ways events like this can affect people. Some mm-hmm. people it affects them horribly. Some people it doesn't affect them at all, or it does, but it's not as dramatic or it, and they go the opposite direction. So I don't know that maybe I just like seeing it. Okay. Was there a level of excitement you feel when you watch the show? No, not excitement, more of learning. Because for me, as a single female who, I mean, I, clearly I live alone. Um, I think it's, it's ways to learn. Be knowledgeable of your surroundings, you know. One thing, like I, I think I've said this before, I am never on my phone when I'm just walking around by myself. Like, I hate seeing that. I hate when I see women and their heads are down in there especially at night like (laughs) pay attention to your surroundings be Mm -hmm. cautious of where you're at I even wait I even think like when I go out if I do go out late at night and I'm like meeting up with friends I'm thinking about okay can I run in these hills if I were ever attacked like like that is my thought process because of watching things like that because of hearing stories of women being victimized you know I just think that that makes and I'm not saying you know that can never happen to me I don't ever want anyone to think that that's what I'm saying, but you also learn certain behaviors to not do that can cause harm. And mm-hmm. one of those things, a lot of times is we're unaware of our surroundings. We got that really bad as women, you know, especially like when we're comfortable in a certain ride. Cause that's another thing, like people are like, I've never thought that would have happened to me. That's another thing you always hear, you know, mm-hmm. I was just going on about my day. It was just any other day, any other day it could change. Like every day can be different. No matter what, if you, even if it's like, I take the same route to work every day, it does not matter something can change whether you take the same route or not like you have to be aware of what's going on around you and I just feel like a lot of times especially nowadays people are all on social media on a regular basis that they're not taking in their surroundings they're not looking to see where they're at they're not paying attention it's all like second nature to them Mm -hmm. there are times in the morning when I wake up I don't want to listen to the music I literally just want to focus on what I'm doing where I'm going and and how I'm getting to where I'm going because mm-hmm. I'm trying to be consciously aware of my surroundings. Um, I try my hardest not to text and drive now. Again, that used to be really bad. You know, when you're younger, you don't give a shit, but it's like, you need to be aware. Like there could be someone following you. People are putting trackers on people's cars now. Mm-hmm. Hell, if I switch lanes twice and the car behind me does it, oh, I'm looking. Like, I'm like, okay, hold on. Let me, let me get off. You know what I'm like? I pay attention to that stuff. But again, mm-hmm. some people don't. And I think- it's one of those things like I think I actually do watch these shows to learn to like not be a victim because I don't ever want my parents to get a phone call like that. Yeah, true. So that's for me. I just it takes it. it's very interesting and it's very it's a learning lesson, mm-hmm. you know, and I think about my niece and just growing up as children like when we were growing up it wasn't as bad. Like we were still able to play outside and like be in our Mm -hmm. environment and like walk up the street a couple blocks and like, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't like, but nowadays it's like, you just don't know, especially with with child trafficking being so big now, Mm -hmm. like the thought of anything happening to my niece or nephew terrified me. Right. No, I feel that. When you watch the shows, do you always feel like you learn something every time or do you ever watch the show and feel like, you can see it coming or you know what's going to happen every time or sometimes? Um, I think it's a little of both. Like, I'm, I feel like the story, some, not all stories are similar. Some of them are like way from left field, mm-hmm. but I do think you start like kind of comparing like, okay, 
and like I said, you're looking at how certain people have overcome situations. Mm-hmm. And then it's also kind of like learning behaviors. Like, like even when I'm dating, like I don't like a controlling individual. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a trigger. Cause a lot of times these men that are controlling are a lot of times the ones that are snapping because when things don't go their way, mm-hmm. they're the one killing these. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes like, like it also teaches me like what to look out for in, in, in someone I potentially could be dating, like shady behavior. So like this one guy I was dating, it was like weird to me how he was with his money. You know, like, I think we kind of briefly talked about this and I'm like, mm-hmm. and if you're sending me money, why does it have to be in cash? Like, if you're like, you're, you're like, well, I have to move money around. Why, what do you mean move money around? Like, wh- why are we talking? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're like dealing with things that you can't even speak of because you're right. having to like stuff like that. I'm just like, mm. but I don't think I would be as cautiously aware of it had I not watched these things had my mother not been a parole officer had I not seen how women can be manipulated and not just women men too I'm not saying that but I'm saying from a woman's perspective it's a lot easier these times when these women are being manipulated by these men and you know they're beating them they're stealing their money they're you know they're moving into their house and like taking over like that's never going to happen over here so if I feel uncomfortable in the situation I immediately remove myself um I was talking to a guy for two days and instantly knew that it was not going to work and you want to know why first of all he never let me talk like he literally would ask a question and then answer Mm. it (laughs) so I'm just like okay and then it was like the inconvenience of like what I'm doing was like it's like hey what are you doing can you talk and I would tell him you know this is not the best time and he never asked if I wanted to talk it was I'm going to call you you know, are you going to answer? And it was like, how do you know? I, like, even if I, even if I tell you I'm not doing anything, that does not necessarily mean I want to talk in this instant. So like one day he called and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm at Target. And so he was like, oh, okay. So then he just continues to talk. So I was like trying to, and I'm type, I say this all the time. I can't do two things at once. I, first of all, I already buy too much shit. And when I have to actually like check off my list, I have to focus because that's just me. So I'm trying to grocery shop. He's trying to have a conversation with me. Then the conversation goes totally left. All of a sudden it's, you know, I studied eating women out and you have to hit certain spots for women because every woman is different. So, you know, I just asked that, you know, if I'm pleasuring you, you're pleasuring me. And I'm like, how the fuck did we get here? I'm at Target, like what, what? But it was like every conversation led back to sex instantly. Again, you don't really know me and you're, you're, you're not letting me talk at all. Mm. And then when you, when you are letting me talk, it has to only do with sexual things. Like, or like even one, so the second day we were talking and he, we FaceTime and I don't usually FaceTime, but he just FaceTime me. All right, cool. But I'm with my niece. So you see, I have my niece with me and you decide, and I tell my niece to go to get something out of a room. So you know, she's going to get You know, my niece is going to come back in this room, but yet I look up and next thing you have no clothes on. Like, like, what are we doing? Like, so that's when I was like, yeah, you don't get it. Like, you think this is okay. Now, mind you, his daughter was a daughter. in the next room at his house. So I'm oh, just like, no. I'm just like, so you think this is okay behavior? Oh, so, yes. no. There was no need for us to continue any yeah. type of conversation. Jesus Christ. So you have to pay attention to people's behavior. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. crazy, right? Yeah, that's And you, so did, cool. you literally, and this was maybe, that's so, so that, actually, let me take that back. Let's switch those days. So this was actually day one. Day two was a target conversation. Wait, they want to got naked? 
You should like, say it two like, days. Like, I'm, she like, said I've been there, days. but I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah. I really tried to give him a pass, too, because like, I was like, he got, ne- I was like, he got naked alone day one. Like, <laughs> it wasn't no request. Wasn't a request. It wasn't no, like, nothing in the air. Who even know me? You know, with my niece. You see, she just left the room. Like, sir. Uh, like, baby shark in the background. <laughs> So like, again, as a woman that allows me to pay attention to man's behavior, like that is not okay. He let this nigga call you the next day. <laughs> and he continued to call me. Like I gotta get blocked. And tried to, wait, wait. And on day three, he was texting me because I was not answering his calls, obviously. And he was like, well, if you have time, you know, I would love to come see you, sir. You are not coming to my house. Can I ask you, <laughs> I just gotta know this. Okay. So he- Where'd you turned... meet this nigga? No, that's, that's like- well, <laughs> My pleasure. Chick fil A. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. Damn it. Oh, right? You would think. You would think. Oh, okay. Good, good, good Christian establishment, right? You know? Yeah. Oh, you and it's think. just. I can't win. I, I, I can't. I can't win. It is what it is. Wait, wait, that wait, wait, that was there. He, was he working there? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that's the only people I think are nice people. Like everybody else is just strange. No, he wasn't working there. He was. Um, he worked in oil and gas. I do know that. If you that's go from that Chick Fil A personality to getting butt ass. You know. On the first day, that's crazy. I mean, because he started off very natural. <laughs> <laughs> he literally was like, you know, I wanted to get something quickly, yeah, no. getting too nasty because he had just came from the gym. I was like, oh, okay, he works out. That was that was a good plus. He was very polite when he met me. He was like, you know, I didn't want to, you know, be rude because I saw you. He was like, I wasn't sure if you were with your daughter. I was like, oh no, that was my niece. So I went ahead and gave him my number because he was very respectful. And then it's like day two. I was like, who who the fuck is this? Like, what? Why do I see your penis? Like, I don't know you. Okay. When conversation. I'm sorry, Kate. When, when he approached you at Chick Fil A, did he have what was his like? What was his like setup? What was his game? Oh, he, like I said, he was so he, when I, it's like he and I, we saw each other at the same time. I'll say that. So I saw him. He saw me because we like instantly made eye contact when he like walked in. Like I'm because I saw him in the parking lot, and eventually mm-hmm. we started talking. He saw me in the window sitting at the table. So originally he was like, I wasn't going to come in, but I decided to come in because I saw you. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Because again, I was like, well, yeah, I saw you walking in. So when we walked in, we locked eyes. Mm-hmm. So from there, it just so happened me and my niece were getting ready to go. So I started packing up and he had already got his food and was heading out the door. But then he was going, he was acting like he was going back inside to get something when all he was trying to do was like, come talk to me. Mm -hmm. So as I'm walking out, he's coming back in and he was like, I just wanted to say, you know, you're very attractive. And I was like, now, mind you, that's another thing. I didn't have on makeup, you know, like I literally look like this. And to me, now I'm gonna say this now don't don't feel the way but you know how to in in the black community a lot of times some men don't really prefer a natural girl as far as hair and all that stuff so when a guy approaches me and gives me a compliment based off of solely me and how I look I do like all right cool like you seem like normal like you're not gonna trip if I like switch it up one day or if I have a face of makeup on there like you see me who I am and you think I'm attractive so cool Mm. so he was like, I didn't want to, and that's when he said the comment, like, I didn't want to be disrespectful. I didn't know if this was your daughter. And I was like, oh no, this is my niece, but it's okay, yada, yada, yada. So he's like, okay, would you mind if I give you my number? 
And I was like, no. So again, very respectful, very, mm -hmm. and it was just like, it went from day to tonight in a matter of hours. It was just like, every conversation started to be sexual. And I'm just like, okay, are you just trying to sleep with me? Because Wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Were you with your niece two days in a row? Or this is later in the day with your niece? Well, my niece spent the night with me. Okay. So yeah, my niece was with me those two days. So all two days, he and I told him that like, my niece is staying, because he was like, what are you doing later? And I was like, well, she's staying the night with me tonight but I'm taking her back to her mom at some point tomorrow. I just don't know when. Mm -hmm. So from that evening we text and then the next day was day one. So then day two, when we were, so day one is when he got my number. So day one, day two, I should say that was when we had our first conversation. And then day three, I was getting my house ready for Thanksgiving and he wanted to come over. And I was like, well, nah, you know, this is, I literally I was like, I just saw your dick. So no. And then I was trying to get ready so after Thanksgiving, that's when he initially asked if he can come over. And I was just like, yeah, I just need some me time, no disrespect. And he was like, oh, that's so shady. And I'm thinking, no, it's not. I really do just want me time because I just had a whole bunch of people in my house. But too, like, you're not listening. Like, when I say I don't feel like talking, you still call me. When I tell you this, because that's, that's another thing. I even told him, I was like, whoa, this is a lot. Like, can we, can we talk about other yeah. things? You know, like I dropped hints. Because I'm just like, we don't have to always talk about sex. And I, I don't really want to talk about sex right now because I just, I don't really know you. So like, why is sex on the table right now? Especially right. You're so quick to show mm -hmm. me your penis. Like, I don't, <laughs> I met you yesterday. Why am I seeing your dick today? Like that doesn't, mm -hmm. so yeah, it's like, again, it's how men present themselves, which is why you have to like really start listening and hearing those actions and questions, but you know, and again, he's an attractive guy, but that was a good well, that's the thing is this, it's, probably worked before actually it's definitely worked before. yeah it's definitely worked before I mean, he was comfortable right. oh, yeah. what's crazy though to me is like uh well i guess it'll be a law soon enough in the future but like just the way the niggas just get away with like like because that's what be like the only because i got a bunch of homegirls and it's like they just tell me stories about shit that niggas do <laughs> like my homegirl went on a date this is like back in college but she went on a date with a dude some football guy and uh you know he took her out da 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 and then he pulled back up to uh, the apartment, a little school thing. And he goes like, all right, can I come up or whatever? And she goes, no, not tonight. Something, something, something. He goes, all right, you mind if I like, you know, just jack off right here? She was like, what? And he goes, well, yeah, I thought I was going to like bust a nut tonight. But like, since we ain't going to fuck, like, can I just do it right here in front of you? Or whatever. She was like super uncomfortable, but she's like, you know, she's in this car. Like she's like the door, you know what I mean? Like the door that is happens right there. A lot, but, like, but she don't know she'll get out the car or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's all that shit. So she was just like, I guess, like whatever. This nigga like jacked off right in front of her. Like just did that shit and then dipped or whatever. And I was just like, like I'm over here nervous to like ask. Like, like I'm sitting here like, like, why do you so when this nigga's out here jacking off, just off off the track. Like that's crazy like niggas just be every time i hear one of these stories like it's just like oh yeah and it's like it's you have to be strong enough because there are even instances like like i i also i will stop communicating with like dudes that i might have even dated or could have content like for shit like that you know what i mean like like yeah. if you allow something like that to even go down in front of you and you do nothing to protect my safety then i have an issue with it so like for instance I think I shared this. I don't know. But, you know, I had a friend that I would hang out with when he would come in town. And mm -hmm. 
he was visiting and he was with his, some friends and then additional friends came that he didn't know. So one of the dudes was in my ear, just like, no disrespect. I want to do this. I'm like, bro, I don't know you. He was like, well, your homeboy gave me the, you know, green. I thought you was with him, but he said y'all aren't together. And I always tell my, like my best friend texts, no, if we're ever out, you're my dude. Like, I just don't like, we don't need to, unless I give you the green light, like, Hey, I'm good. Which he knows, like, don't let a dude approach me. Cause I'm not, I don't want to be in that situation where I'm uncomfortable and I don't feel safe. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, I'm literally gesturing for my friend. I'm like, like, hello, like, what are you doing? And cause he, before the dude even approached me, he had told me, yeah, he asked me if we were together and I told him, nah. And I was like, why would you do that? And I was like, you didn't even have to say like, we're not together. You could have just said, she's good. Like mm-hmm. protect me that like, don't let no, like you don't even know him. So this right. man is sitting on my body, damn near licking my ear, trying to talk to me. Cause we're in a, we're in a club and it's loud as hell. And he was like, you know, I want you to come back to my hotel. I want to eat you out all night. You know, I, I live in Dallas, but you know, we can definitely, you know, I just, I, you know, I'm not trying to disrespect you, but you just, you just look like, you know, I could just make you feel good all night. And I'm thinking, first of all, how the fuck do you think I even want you touching me? Like, you're not even my type. Like, let's just start there. But these dudes are so bold, especially when they get some liquor in them. They think every female wants to give them their fucking vagina. And it's like, I, I don't want to fuck you. And then you and you never know how some dudes respond. And that was my other thing, which is why I got mad at him. Because I'm like, you didn't know him. I didn't know him. He was clearly belligerently drunk. You don't know what could have happened had I, because I did end up giving him my number, but I blocked him. And it was like, the reason I did that's because again, I don't know him. Just he to get out the situation. Get out of me. You know what I'm saying? Like he could have yeah. easily pulled some out. And it's like, you sitting here laughing, thinking this shit is funny and it's not funny to me. Yeah. yeah. And we grown. I'm fucking 34. Like the fuck? Like we don't, I'm not doing this with you. I'm not a 20 something girl. Like I'm not stupid enough to be in that mind. When, like, you know, when I'm younger. Cause you know, when yeah. you're 20, you go out in the club, you're not painting in that shit. You, I don't know. But like now I'm so much more aware and just more knowledgeable as an adult. And you see this shit all the time. Women are getting murdered because they don't want to entertain a dude in the club. Because mm-hmm. dudes are getting in their feelings because a woman tells them no. And you have the audacity to let this stranger be in my face. And when I tell you I'm uncomfortable, you do nothing and laugh it off. Oh yeah, we good. Yeah. I'm like, because you just crazy. don't know nowadays like it'd be different but we're in a whole new world and there's right. too many people dying over yeah. foolishness and i will not be a victim to that and yeah, if that, in a situation yeah. where i could potentially be a victim then we're not cool no more yeah and that's i mean bringing it back that's what i think bothers me so much about when i look at like the um really just like it's rampant but it's like the internalized misogyny that like exists online just like the way that like um Again, like Kevin Samuels talks these flames a little bit or he plays on them a bit. None of the people do where it's like, but the amount of evidence that men need to know that like Tory Lane shot Megan Stallion, <laughs> where it's like one plus one is two, right? They'll just go, well, what to with this? Or what if she like had some ninja blades and did some shit? But like, but the like how quickly when a woman is at fault, they'll just go, oh, she did that shit. That bitch guilty. Da 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 da. Good for her. But you know what I mean? Whatever. And it's like, it's just so rampant on, you know what I mean? And it's like, people don't think that kind of shit. They think, I think a lot of people don't, it's kind of like music. Like you might think music is just music and it don't permeate your psyche. But like jokes do that shit too. Like, mm-hmm. or online commentators. Like when you watch a guy who literally spends all his content, like 
Even if, like, because people say they watch Kevin Samuels, but they really don't. They watch his clips. Yeah, like, they watch the highlights. And his, they watch the highlights, and the highlights are when he disrespects black women or when he, like, hangs up in the face of a woman. And that is, like, fuel for all these disgruntled, no-pussy-getting niggas out here who just go, I've been rejected by three girls this week, even though they come up line was, like, some dick pic or a yo bitch or da-da-da-da-da. They disgruntled, and they just go, I want to see a man throw some shit back in the woman's face. That's what they like. It's just cathartic bullshit. But they all get like how they, instead of like working on self-improvement, instead of like getting better and actually going through the process of becoming appealing, they're just learning to hate women more. And then you get to shit like this, like where a woman gets shot. And they don't think all this stuff is cyclical and it affects it, but you've been training yourself to react negatively to black women. Like, especially black women in distress. Like, that's just crazy. Like, that shit is like, it's... And, and that's the part is like, like if this nigga is like, I think I'd almost like his brand more if he had like, and not just really him, but there's a bunch of other people. But like, if it was like white women calling in every now and again, and he was hanging up in their face, and that, it is just only black women. Like it is For just real. only black. And funny thing is, whenever he references white women, he's always referencing them as like what black women should aspire to be. It's always like, look Damn. at what Asian women do. Look at what white women do. Look at what the yeah, Indian women true. do. That's why they got and black men. I, like, I, it's I never. Think, a, I think like, he tries to package it as a culture thing, but he only singles out the woman, so it doesn't it doesn't go over well. But I honestly don't think he gives a shit either. That's I think that's part no, of his play. He don't give a shit. And and the thing is, like, I think he, I think he believes a lot of this stuff. Like, I don't think. He's oh yeah. Lying, he's not. But I think he's not putting on. He's not putting on the show, I don't think. In the in in the sense of his belief system, I don't think he's putting on the show. I think he genuinely feels that shit. Yeah, I think the problem is that people like, especially online, there's like this culture of like uh, that's like Austin Martin Kardashian. Like I like parsing people shit up. It's like you got to just accept all of it and decode every bit of it. But it ain't like everything this person say is true and gospel and everything this person. But people just go. Kevin Samuels, everything he say is like Candace Owens. She was right mm. about this one thing, so everything they say is correct or whatever the fuck. Like it just gets to niggas like it ain't. But that's you know, then it's like thinking for yourself and doing your research on other shit. But it's like you just see it. But especially as it pertains to black, like every time I look online, it's just like there's like a there's like a it's not really talked about. There's really like a, there's a culture for just hating women, definitely, but especially like hating black women. Like there's a thing where like. The white boys who racist and ain't been able to get their racist shit off, mm-hmm. they could come together with black men. <laughs> like that's the one thing they could come together on. Is like man, shit. anyway. But yeah, I'm I, I hate hearing them stories. That shit is just like yeah. I think what makes it worse though, even even as a black woman, is because once again, you know, it's like we're victimized. And if we call people out on it, then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's not that deep. Mm-hmm. you're doing too much and I think that's yeah. what really is my trigger like you're not going to tell me that my feelings aren't valid and that was literally like the conversation we were ha- I was having with him was like you know because the next day he wanted to come kick it I'm like you're not you're not coming over my house <laughs> you're like you're not welcomed in my space and it's like it wasn't clicking to him that like wait y'all hadn't been out on an actual valid. date yet right we had we had hung out the on Thursday Mm, hung okay. out Thursday. So everything was cool Thursday. Okay. Hung okay. out. I go home. It was, you know, I was like, I'll see you later. And it was like, 
we hung out, uh, we were supposed to meet up earlier, but we ended up not meeting up earlier and we just met up later on that evening. But it was still like, again, we had hung out prior to that. Like I had never felt so belittled and like ever in, in for, by him until that moment. And then when it was like the next day, I'm trying to explain to him because again, I had been in situations where a dude was like following me into a restroom. Like those are triggers for people. And if you don't know that, then mm -hmm. I can kind of get that. But when I start explaining to you, hey, this is why I felt this way. I have been in situations where I did not try to have anyone come on to me. I'm literally in a room with a bunch of men. A guy is grabbing me, rubbing me up on my back. I try to leave the room. He tries to follow me. into like, I've been in those situations where I have been, could have been a potential victim. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you how I felt in that moment. And your response is, I think you're thinking too deep into this. Mm -hmm. oh nigga fuck you okay right. no yeah. for real like that to me was like okay so now you just don't give a shit like I'm telling you how that made me feel where that put me that night and it was still fresh because I didn't get home until I don't even know what time that's another thing you didn't call to make sure I made it home you didn't even follow me out of the out of the spot you in there chit chatting it up and it's like, you had no regard from where I was or my safety. And then now I'm explaining to you the next day why I felt the way I had felt because I had been in situations where I did not feel safe. I did not feel protected. And that was a trigger for me. And then you say, it's not that serious. Mm -hmm. You didn't know him. That makes it even more worse because you didn't know him and you allowed the shit to go on. And now you don't think it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. So again, I tried to give him a pass. I was like, all right, maybe you just didn't understand where I was coming from. Let me further explain it to you. Right. So it's like the as black women, it just and again, like everyone talks about, you know, you have to experience this. You have like, no, you don't. If I'm telling you I feel this way, I, my feelings are valid. Like I've been just like when they talk about black women at the hospital, I have actually had people tell me like I've experienced being disregarded, like me being in pain and someone telling me you, you are right. So all these things are triggers for me. So when I hear someone be take away my feelings and invalidate them, then it's a problem for me. And then you have to remove myself from my, you have to remove yourself from my space like that. You would never enter my space again because I have come a long way from being able to like speak up for myself and actually make my points valid. And no one's going to take that away from me. Hmm. Hmm. What else to ask here? It's a good conversation. I'm about to play that, about to play that Akil and the B soundtrack after this. Not Akil and the B. I can't. Feel strong right now. Feeling so strong. It's not that I'm going in. It's just like it's been hard as a black woman, and it's like we do get a bad rap. No matter how you slice it, dice it, whatever. It's like. You defend yourself, your disregard is being too aggressive. You don't say nothing, then it's like, oh, well, you're a weak-minded individual. Like, it's like you, as a Black woman, especially a dark Black woman, we never win. Mm -hmm. We cannot win. I've experienced racism in working environment. They can switch it up how they want to. But if I walk in and there's no smile on my face, I automatically instantly get stereotyped. Oh, she's having a bad day. You know how they be. Or she's difficult to work with. Because I'm not smiling? Mm -hmm. Like... Mm -hmm. I've like I've experienced all these things and it's just like in the 21st century why am I still experiencing shit like that very true so it does get it is a trigger for me to like because even I told my students one day 
I have a really good relationship with a lot of my students, but one day, one of my students, I'm, mind you, I can say, class, I'm working on something. I need y'all to focus over there. Don't really care what you're doing right now. As long as you're not being loud, not bothering me because I have to do work. What do they do? They instantly, Miss Mose, Miss Mose, Miss Mose, Miss Mose. I tell them again, what do you need? If you don't need anything, you can work on the project independently. And so I'm literally asking them to let me get my grades updated, which are their, is their grades. All they have to do is work on their project. The project's pretty much already done for me. They just have to plug in pictures at this point. So you mean to tell me y'all can't do that. So when I say, when I finally be like, okay, what? Oh, well, she looks angry. So did you not think about the 20, 20 15 minutes I've been sitting here asking y'all to do y'all work and not bother me politely? But now I'm like, yes. And all of a sudden, oh, well, oh, I don't want to bother her. She looks mad. I'm not even mad. Am I irritated? Yes. But don't instantly go to me being angry and me being mad. But yet you don't acknowledge the fact that you have not done anything I asked you to do. You have been talking. You have not been working. Like it's a, it's like, and I have to tell them, do not tell someone how they feel. So like when they say, oh, you look angry, that's a trigger for me because as a black woman that associates negative con connotation. Mm -hmm. So it's like, don't tell me that I'm angry. I've told them that. I was like, it's rude. Well, why is it rude? I was like, you don't understand it right now, but you don't get to tell someone how they feel. Do not tell me that, I, that, you know, that I'm mad because I'm not. Am I irritated? Yes, and I have every right to be irritated because I've asked you to do something multiple times. So I have those conversations with my students and I tell them, we're not gonna talk, we're not gonna function on stereotypes in my classroom because they function on stereotypes because that's what they know, that's what they see. You know, mm -hmm. I had a student call another boy a monkey. And I had to have a whole conversation. Now, the boy he called a monkey was not black, but that is still not okay because <laughs> that has a negative connotation. And if a black person, a black student hears that, they can take it offensively. And that's what I have to mm -hmm. tell them. I was like, you're not calling a black person a monkey. No. However, another student can hear that that is black and be very offended. And even if that person doesn't care, I care. And I don't want to hear that in my classroom. And it's mm -hmm. like, you have to teach these kids like, do not talk to one another in a negative way. Do not speak to people like that. But again, they only are going on what they see on social media, what they think is okay. And unfortunately on social media, they be dragging people to the mud all day long. <laughs> and that's yeah. what they see. Yeah. And a lot of times how they drag these people is based on stereotypes. Angry black woman. So I make it a point to have these conversations. And I make it a point to say, your behavior dictates my reaction. And that's what they don't understand. Like that's what, sure. especially about people as adults, no one ever acknowledges, you know, a crazy black woman, but no one never acknowledges what took place prior to this woman just popping off. Cause I guarantee you, she didn't just wake up and be like, oh, I'm gonna be a bitch today. That's definitely not what happened. Mm -hmm. If anything, she was holding shit in because motherfuckers wanna walk around and act like, you know, you say two things to them, it's gonna snap in point. It's like, no, talk to me like I'm a human being which is not an issue. Right, yeah. You got that in the present. You got past traumas, triggers, as you as you've mentioned. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's loaded. It's a lot going on all the time, for sure. For sure. I mean, yeah. I don't know when it's going to end, though. And that's that's the devastating part. Yeah, that's what know. that's what sometimes makes me go into just. I don't want to say. I guess you can say a depressive state because it's like. There is no end. <laughs> well, the thing about it too is what's, what's popular and what's profitable is not only like 
not the solution, but it's like the anti-solution. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like it, it adds fuel to the fire. You know what I mean? Like, what is most popular is, like you said, like degrading people, um, bullying people. Like people, you know, there's a lot of. Uh, I do kind of like. I know, like they were supposed to be like the snowflake generation and super sensitive, but I actually kind of like that aspect of like, yo, like I like all the don't give a fuck and give a fuck. Like I like that. Like Jay, like someone can have a corporate job and look like Jay now. Like I like mm-hmm. that you can have dreads and tats and a beard and be masculine or be just whatever and have a corporate job. Like I like that. But I also like that they go like, like you can't just yell at your employees no more. <laughs> like, yeah. you can't, like, like, like when I, when I, I mean, I've been in the industry like a short time, but when I was like, when I first started out like six years ago, whatever, people used to get yelled at on set, not all the time, but it was like definitely way more abusive verbally on set than it is now. And I remember like hearing people get called because we all like walkies together and like it's like 100, 200 of us all linked in. You might hear somebody go like, someone says a fucking idiot or you're stupid or this shit. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that shit is crazy. Like, right. like I mean, but like, <laughs> you just hear this shit, you just be sitting there like, that's crazy. Like you just shouldn't come to work and feel this way. And, a lot, and the people that they usually talk to are like the least paid people on the show. So, you know, the least powerful people or whatever, but it's just like, I like that a lower tiered person power wise and income wise has the power to like, if you talk to them that way, to go to HR, to go to whatever now and like go, hey, you know what, this the highest person you paid or one of the top people paid said to me, like, and the company goes, all right, let's look at this. Sometimes, you know. Yeah. But I do think I will I will say this, and this is I feel like Jonathan might have shared this too. Just like I feel like we've talked about this too. I think that our generation is is the one that's kind of steering that path for people to be vocal. Like mm-hmm. we talk about mental health. We talk about, mm-hmm. you know, how we're going to be different from our parents. Like if we you know you, we have children or even if we don't like, even as an educator, I try to think about how I would talk to my child when I am talking to them about difficult topics, like, you know, acceptance and understanding like you can't just go around calling someone gay nowadays. Like that's not cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. because you can't offend someone. And it's like, I think it's good that we are having these conversations because I feel like the more conversation we have, the lesser, the less we'll see. However, it's still unfortunate because like, even with all the conversation, even all that, it's like, you, it's, it's always going to be in existence within, mm-hmm. because of the history of, of where we're at. And the fact that unfortunately the educational system won't technically let us talk about certain things just takes more and more of that away from these kids understanding like why these things you know shouldn't be done and why people move the way that they move like you can never get to the why if you can't actually educate them and so unfortunately unless they're willing to go just like did y'all ever see that uh video of the white girl talking about uh how they were raised to view black people despite slavery and all that other stuff Mm-mm. What was this at? She pretty much, it was on Instagram. I don't know if I sent it to my sisters. I want to say it was in, I'll have to try and find it. But she pretty much was like, you know, what are some of the things you're learning to outgrow as an adult that you were taught, you know, as a white mm. child? And one of those things was like, despite slavery, you know, we as white America technically did everything we could for them. And if they're still not successful, it's because they oh, chose yeah. to not be successful. When yeah. the fact of the matter is, you know, we had things in place to be successful, but y'all burnt them all down. So, you know, things like that, yeah. unless they're willing to go look and educate themselves, you're always going to have the blind leading the blind. Yeah, you know? that's, one of the, that's one of the things I think, like, I always try to say about just the internet era is 
I think like, it's not really generation, it's this era, just this internet access time. I think a lot of people have confused um, the, the, the right to speak with the qualifications to speak. You know, like they, mm-hmm. they think that because they can talk that right. they are a voice worth being heard on certain topics. Um, and it's like, I think about, I, I think a lot about like, this is like my vaccine shit, <laughs> like on some real shit. <laughs> it's like, niggas can say whatever they want to say, right? About vaccines and science and Google research they did and that's fine. But I was related to being black where it's like when you walk into a conversation with a white person and they have a very confident stance and you don't like, you know so much about racism and like black people know more about white people than white people do because we have to, (laughs) like we have to navigate them in their spaces. Like I know so many layers of you that I can't even begin to get to this <laughs> fundamental level of knowledge to have a conversation with you. Because right. you don't even think racism exists. Like you don't even, like you ain't even like, <laughs> like you trying to talk to me about like trigonometry and you like one plus one is three. Like you just, it's like, it's like, and then even if you get through the whole arduous situation of going, okay, one plus one is two and they go, okay, cool. Systemic racism existed in the 50s, but not today. And, uh, and it's like, it's always, you know, there's a goalpost shifting, there's this, there's that, there's ego attached to ideas, there's da 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 da. There's so many dynamics of things that like, I think a lot of times what we have is uh, online is a miseducated group of egotistical people who it's not really their intellect that they're attached to, it's just their ego behind these things. You know, and white people, I mean, white supremacy, the identity of whiteness, all these things are all conflated into like, that idea it's just they don't understand even how the idea of whiteness is perpetuated against them to keep them poor (laughs) like and to keep them working class that's how deeply ingrained it is in their psyche like and if they don't understand what they're suffering from they damn sure ain't gonna understand or empathize with what we're suffering from it's just it feels like almost just i don't even know just like an empty project (laughs) trying to get white people to get that like it's it's just like, like Yeah, but it, but know? teaching them yeah. young is how it happens. And like, that's kind of my concern for this generation is just like, I, I do think we're, we're generally more progressive. Like even like, like Republican people today, right? Let's, let's say they're like conservatives. They're actually generally more liberal than Republican people of 30 years ago. So there is a shift forward. But I just look at the culture that's being developed online and like the mentalities around a lot of things, around capitalism, around like misogyny, around just, dating, a bunch of shit, and it's like, all right, well, what does this look like 20 years from now? Like, how does this play out like when a bunch of niggas try to be entrepreneurs and ain't got no life savings? Like, mm-hmm. like what happened? Just what does this look like? I don't know, but when all that Bitcoin shit crashed and some people became bajillionaires and some people lost their life savings, like, what does the world look like? I don't know. No, oh, no, I know. Like, I ask my question. I act like literally when I look at my parents sometimes and they're in their 60s, I sit there, I'm thinking... When I'm their age, okay. what is like my day going to look like? What, like, what, like, how is this society going to have either evolved mm-hmm. or stayed the same or not evolved at all? Like, I just really. Them chicks got BBLs when they was 27. That's what I'm saying. Like, how are they going to look? Nigga to fund it. There's no nigga to fund it. I literally be thinking about that. I really do. Like, like what happened? 
Like these people that keep injecting their faces. Like I really just be like, there's no way this shit is healthy. Like there's no way you should be pumping stuff into your body like on a weekly basis and be like, yeah, it's good. Like I just. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you another one. I think like, this is just me. (laughs) No, I was talking. Remember how Bella Thorne fucked up the market, the OnlyFans market where she like jumped out of that? There's going to come a point in time. where I believe in this generation, like prostitution or prostitution adjacent is gonna become like legal. I don't think that will ever happen. (laughs) I promise you, because you know how it's gonna happen? It'll happen like in a state somewhere. (laughs) Like it'll happen where it's like, oh, like how like certain states you could go there and smoke weed. Like it'll be, because right now it's like Vegas, but Vegas is, or it's really not Vegas, it's actually like, uh, county outside of Vegas, but it's some. There's a region where people know, like, oh, you could go do prostitution shit there. There ain't nobody trying to be in the desert. Like, nobody trying to do that shit. With some place, like, if there's something like an hour away from Miami or like an hour away from Atlanta or whatever, <laughs> I am dead. I... I'm just, no, it's just it's the way that like a million years ago, a teacher would never be the idea of stripping online. Like as a side hustle for a teacher would have been like, I ain't fuck no, I ain't doing that shit. Nowadays, <laughs> shit like shit kind of common. Like, I mean, look, it is college student. Hey, if you get butt ass naked and play with yourself online, you can make that. A, I'm in school. I, I would never do that. College girls, <laughs> just like so. It's, it's just all these things as we get access, it's going to progress and it's going to become more normalized. Like people don't like there be regular ass women with OnlyFans accounts. Like the porn stars and the actresses, that's cool. It'd be regular people now doing porn. Like, where did that shit go? Like that's and that just happened because of opportunity. They saw money, but now they see money in another direction. There you go. Hey. I for rude. We're gonna be old by then, though. So we, we just gonna be looking around. That's why old people don't move. They just look at shit like, you believe? <laughs> they just sit on the porch is enough. <laughs> just, you see all this shit right here? Just, that's it. That's it. 